Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 160. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, I wanted to do a short broadcast about women and investing because there's some very interesting trends going on that I wanted to just open up the conversation about. One interesting statistic that I saw was that women in households across the U.S. manage $5 trillion. That's currently manage $5 trillion. And more than half of women with investable assets of a million dollars think that their financial advisor does not understand them. That's according to a 2014 study by the Center for Talent Innovation, a New York think tank. That really shocked me. How can you have people thinking their financial advisor really doesn't understand them? What is the miscommunication that's happening there? Well, another study by the National Bureau of Economic Research in 2011 found that financial advisors ask women fewer questions than men in the initial meeting, and 40% are likely to tell women, more likely to tell women than men, that they must first transfer their portfolio to the advisor's firm before receiving any advice. Wow. Well, if the conversation isn't really going on real well with the financial advisor, I can see where the woman might not feel like their financial advisor understands them. And it kind of goes along with some of my own research from clients and prospective clients, people that I've talked to just in general conversation, women talking about investing, and they'll say, gosh, they've gone into talk with a financial advisor with their spouse, they're the main breadwinner, and they don't get talked to. Sometimes the women will say they feel ignored, that the advisor isn't making eye contact with them, isn't asking them questions, doesn't want to know what their goals are, even though they're the main breadwinner. So there is some sort of miscommunication happening. I think women sometimes won't speak up unless they're asked a question and they're waiting to be asked and they're being polite. And sometimes that question doesn't get asked, so the dialogue doesn't happen. So I don't think there's any nefarious scheme here, but it's just that there's some differences, some miscommunication, um, just you know, some things that maybe we could improve upon. But according to Wells Fargo, the median retirement balance in women's accounts is $500,000 versus about $700,000 for men. And one of the reasons for that is on average, women drop out of the workforce for 11 years to care for children. That amounts to about $224,000 lost in lifetime earnings and social securities benefits. And that's according to AARP. So the women are taking time out of the workforce to take care of the kids. They're not able to contribute into their 401k. They're not able to accumulate as high of earnings 
as their spouse to qualify for higher social security benefits. So all the way around, it's causing lower amounts in the women's retirement funds. What's interesting though, is that the financial advisors who are women are about 25% of the financial advisor population. And yet that hasn't really changed in the last decade. So there's still only about a quarter of all advisors are women, which is really interesting. And I don't think it's that necessarily important for women to work with women. I know some firms think that that is possibly a desire of woman of a woman, but I think as long as they're feeling like they're in good communication with a male advisor, I don't see any problem with that. The interesting thing is that by 2054, 40 trillion dollars or eight times the money that women currently manage, 40 trillion in wealth will be passed on to women, mostly because of women living longer than men. And so that is really amazing. But the other part of this that's amazing is currently 70% of women leave their financial advisor after their husband's death. Wow, 70%. So it's almost like it goes back to the beginning of what I was saying where the men are, are creating a bonding experience, they're having a good conversation. The woman might feel a little bit more left out of the conversation and when the husband's out of the picture, she moves her account to someone else, maybe someone where she feels more heard and more understood. Really an interesting and huge statistic there. When you look at women with a million dollars in investable assets, 45% were deemed financially literate, but yet only 30% of women said they felt confident in their knowledge. When they pulled the same Men with a million dollars in investable assets, 39%, so 6% less, were deemed financially literate. However, 4% more, 34% versus 30% for women, said they felt more confident. They felt confident with uh, their investments. So you have a situation where people with the same amount of money test differently. The women actually were deemed a little bit higher than the men, 45% versus 39% financially literate, yet the women weren't feeling as confident. 30 versus 34% were feeling confident with their money. So again, what is it that uh, women need to do to feel more confident with their money? Also, it's really interesting between men and women, there are differences in what their real focus is. Men are more interested in performance of their investments and the investment choices, whereas women are more interested in the services that are provided. Things like tax management, long-term care, and charitable giving. So some real differences there in terms of men are looking for what's going to get them the best performance and what investment choices do they have to choose from, whereas women have some other things that they're looking at in addition to getting some good performance with their investments. So I just thought those were interesting statistics. I wanted to do a short podcast about women and money, and I want to encourage women to learn through this podcast. That's one of the reasons why I do this podcast is to get women more engaged, more interested, more confident, And I hope that you'll share this with your friends because financial literacy and confidence is so very important. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and 
Be Wealthy and Smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.